Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the podcast born from us telling each other, you should listen to this, and then the other person saying, yeah, man, yeah, well, absolutely, I'm, I'm definitely gonna check that out, and I'll get back to you. And then radio silence. Not, no, Not ever. No talking about it. No bringing it up. Nothing. Just the other person wondering, oh, I guess I, I guess they never did that. So we're here <laughs> to keep each other honest. We're here to keep each other truthful. And we're yeah. here to force each other, basically, to experience albums that, let's face it, maybe they would never listen to otherwise. I think yeah. today is a big case of that. That is a big case of that. I am your co-host, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, my co-host Scott. Hey. It, it was Nicki Minaj week. You finally got it. It was Nicki Minaj two weeks. It was. It was two yes. weeks. We did not record for a week, so you had yeah. Nicki Minaj for two weeks. Yeah, we, I was a bit busy last weekend, uh, so mm-hmm. we had Nicki for two weeks. Two weeks. And just, just up top, I need to make sure this is known. The Barbs will be listening, Scott, so mind your P's and your Q's. Mind your P's and your Q's. The barbs are going to be listening. The last thing we need is to be in the crosshairs of the barbs. Got it. I will uh, be short, sweet, and succinct. Uh, so going into this, you obviously would have been aware of who Nicki Minaj is. She's a giant star. Giant Yes. Star. Uh, I'd i never listened to anything. Maybe got a hint of Super Bass before. Uh, maybe a hint of some other stuff, but never, never got into any records at all. Like never even listened to a full track probably. And super bass was not on this track list that we listened to. It was on like a different UK bonus track list that somehow became the main track list. But I decided to just cut it at what the actual release track list was, is what we did. Did you happen to check out super bass at all this week or these two weeks? I did. I, I, because I couldn't remember it, right? And okay. there are 17 different versions of Pink Friday that mm-hmm. came out. Some deluxe, extended, crazy, super Pink Friday, whatever mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I listened to one of the deluxe versions that had super bass on it just because I couldn't remember what it was. So by that, then once we get into the actual track list, then I just need to ask up front: did you happen to listen to a different version of a song that is also on this track list with yeah. a different feature? We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Excellent. I'm excited about it. So let's dive into this. <laughs> I got some notes on Nikki and yeah. fill in wherever you ju- want to jump in here, Scott. All right. Sounds good. Annika Tanya Mirage Petty known professionally as Nicki Minaj. Whoa, what? What's up? Dude, what was that? Annika Tanya Mirage Petty. So her married name is Petty. She tacked Petty onto the end because she's married. But Annika Tanya Mirage is her name. Yep, she's married to Tom Petty. Married married to Tom Petty. (laughs) R.I.P. She is a Trinidadian-born rapper, singer, songwriter based in the United States. Okay. I didn't see that at all. Born on December 8th, 1982, in the St. James District of Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, 
Her father was a financial executive and part-time gospel singer, while her mother was also a gospel singer who worked in payroll and accounting in Mirage's youth. Wild. <laughs> I didn't see that. I, I didn't see that family at all. Well, uh, some of these songs, some of these songs may harken back to this next part about the family. Mm. Her father was addicted to alcohol and crack cocaine and had a violent yeah. temper, burning down their house in December of '87. God damn, burning down the house when she was yeah. five. Holy yeah. shit. As a child, Minaj and her older brother grew up with their grandmother in a household of 11 cousins. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of so kids. So many, so many kids. That's a lot of kids. Even though, you know, oh. cousin, they may be even older. They may be older, but that's still a lot of people. Still, in that's still, I mean. I think it's a cultural thing. 11 cousins plus grandma mm-hmm. plus uh, possibly Nikki's mom plus possibly other like aunts and uncles maybe. There's a lot of fucking people. Her mother, Carol, got her green card at 24 and moved to the Bronx to attend Monroe College, leaving Minaj and her brother with their grandmother. So she was oh, in okay. America. So mom was in the, yeah. yeah, she was in New York. Got it. When Minaj was five, I assume after her dad burned the house down, <laughs> Carol got her first house on 147th Street in South Jamaica, Queens, and brought her kids to live with her and their father. Okay. Oh, and their father. Yeah. The one who burnt down the previous house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I would keep that relationship going had uh hey, man. had yeah. that happened. Wow. I I don't know. I don't know what to add on to that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's crazy. Yeah. Later, Minaj successfully auditioned for admission to Fiaro LaGuardia High School of Music and Art and Performing Arts. So she got into a high oh, school of performing art. So an arts school, that's an arts high school. That's pretty sweet. Yes. Yes. After graduation, she wanted to be an actress and was cast in an off-Broadway play, in case you forget, in 2001. Oh, okay. So she was in a play off-Broadway in 01. Neat. At, at 19, she struggled with her acting career. She worked as a waitress at Red Lobster in the Bronx, but was fired for discourtesy to the customers. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> she has said, quote, I was fired from at least 15 jobs for the same reasons. Just does not like the customer. Funny. Does not like them. Take your fucking lobster tail. Get out of here. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, having that story? Like, you went to Red Lobster and Nicki Minaj was your waitress. That seems insane. That does seem crazy. But I mean, at that, that time she wasn't Nicki, quote unquote, Nicki Minaj. I mean, you're right, but there has to still be people that, that most of the people that had her probably don't even know, but there has to be people yeah. that had her and were like, wow, we, Nicki Minaj was our waitress at Red Lobster. She brought us cheddar. Bay right. That's crazy. <laughs> Remember when she ate the shrimp scampi right in front of us? <laughs> and then told us to fuck off. <laughs> they told us to fuck off. <laughs> Minaj briefly signed with Brooklyn rap group Full Force, in which she rapped in a quartet called the Hood Stars. And oh. the Hood Stars in 2004 recorded the entrance song for WWE Diva Victoria. Oh, wow. That's I pretty didn't know cool. that. Yeah. I did not know that. That's Did you go look up crazy, that track? I know, I know what it sounds like, but I didn't okay. know it was them. I didn't know she was a part of it. I didn't know anything yeah. about that. That's crazy. That's a weird crossover that, that I didn't see coming. Right? No, not at all. She left Full Force and uploaded songs to MySpace and began sending different tracks to people in the industry. Okay, it was that time. It was yeah. It was that time in yeah. music. Yeah. In 07, Fendi, CEO of Brooklyn label Dirty Money Entertainment, signed her under a 180-day contract. A 180-day contract? Yeah. What a weird it, it, contract. It feels, it feels a bit predatory, I think. But Like, what are you going to do in 180 days? Record, yeah. like, an EP? If, it, it feels and then weird. Yeah. Tell her to fuck off and then take those masters mm-hmm. and do something with them, maybe? Yeah. That, yeah that's, did, it feels a bit predatory. Yeah, that's a dick contract. I don't like that at all. She originally went by Nikki Mirage, oh. but she said in an interview, quote, Fendi flipped it when he met me because I had such a nasty flow. Okay. So she had such a nasty flow, so he changed it. He said, no, you're Nikki Minaj. Okay, I guess. Sure. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, it worked out for her, I suppose. Yeah. Minaj released her first mixtape, Playtime is Over, on July 5th, 2007, and her second, Sucka Free, on April 12th, 2008. Oh, back to back. Her third mixtape, Beam Me Up Scotty, released on April 18th, 2009, and received favorable coverage on MTV and BET. Oh, okay. So that is also where I became aware of Nicki Minaj. Like, I is I knew this Beam Me, Beam Me Up Scotty, Scotty tape. tape. Yeah. Okay. By the way, at this time... She was managed by Deborah Anthony, Waka Flocka's mother. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Weird crossover. Friend of the yeah, show, Waka Flocka. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Not if you listen to that episode. <laughs> After Minaj was discovered by Lil Wayne, she signed a contract with Young Money Entertainment. So, like, Young Yeah, that was something I didn't know. You didn't know that Lil Wayne found, like, discovered her. I had no idea. Like, in my notes on the first track, was I, I didn't know she was part of Young Money. That, that's how little I knew about her. That's where she started to blow up, was with Little Money. Or Little yeah, Money, I, with Young Money. Young, young Money. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. That November, she appeared with Gucci Mane and Trina on the remix of Five Star Bitch by Yo Gotti. I remember that track. And it is awesome that kind of one of her first big singles in the industry is with Trina, who paved the way for a lot of females in rap. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about her either. In early February 2010, Minaj made her first two appearances on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart with her features on Knockout and Up Out My Face by Lil Wayne and Mariah Carey, respectively. She, she featured on a Mariah Carey track? She sure did. She sure did. That's That's wild to me. Mariah Carey was going through that time, though. Like, was that when she first like started talking to Nick Cannon and she thought she was hard? But I mean, Mariah's been hard. She has that song with uh, ODB. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mariah's oh, been man. there, man. Mariah's been in the game. I forget about that. Man, that's <laughs> wild. Minaj also appeared on Bedrock and Roger That, which was on the compilation album We Are Young Money in 2009. Oh, okay. Those singles peaked at number two and number 56, and the parent album reached number nine on the Billboard 200 and was certified gold. Oh, wow. Okay. I was very aware of that Young Money compilation record. I had that Young Money compilation record, so I was very mm. aware that Nikki was a part of it. Right. Yeah, I had no idea. At Jay-Z's suggestion, Robin Thicke featured Minaj on his single, Shaking It for Daddy. I don't know that song. Can we talk about why Robin Thicke has a song called Shaking It for Daddy? <laughs> Robin Thicke is a uh, a special a special case. Yeah. And but but yeah. I think because of that and because he was quote unquote like using her for that track, you know, what th there became this kind of media around her and I have a snippet of it here. Allison Stewart of Washington Post stated that during the time she quote became the go-to girl for artists who wanted to add some skank to their tracks without sullying themselves in the process. I don't like that. I don't like how no. that was. I don't like how that's worded at all. No. And that's, that's said in a major article a by publication, a major, yeah. yeah, by a major publication. Yeah. And it's like, so we're just going to pretend like she's not an actual rapper and all she's doing is just adding skank to tracks. Like, I didn't like that That's at all when weird. I read it. I said, this feels gross. This feels gross. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, in lieu of all that, though, Minaj became the first female solo artist to have seven singles simultaneously charting on the U.S. in the, in the U.S. Wow. That's a lot. That's impressive. That's a That's lot. That's a lot. Yeah. On March 29th, 2010... Minaj released Massive Attack featuring Sean Garrett, and it was intended to be the lead single of Pink Friday, but due to poor commercial performance, they dropped it from the album completely. They're just like, nah, no, it doesn't need yeah, to be they, there. They, they said, cut it off the album. We're not doing okay. that. It's, it's not a bad song, I don't think. Like, I've heard, well, when Massive Attack came out, I heard it. I don't think it was a bad song, okay. but yeah, definitely didn't do what they wanted it to do. Mm. So... I wasn't paying attention when I when I was listening to the like the the deluxe version or whatever. But was it one mm. of the songs on the deluxe version? I bet you it's on one of them, okay. but I don't know which one it would be on. I'm sure they would have included it at some point because the All track right. didn't even get onto the Billboard Hot 100, and it only went to like 60 on the 
hip hop and R and B charts or something like that. Oh wow! So it didn't perform hardly at all. No, it didn't. No, yeah. it did not. I get why they dropped it. <laughs> yes. If it, I mean, if it wasn't, if it wasn't getting any traction, it's not like shining not any help light on. Yeah, it's not shining any light on the record to boost it up. So. Pink Friday released November 22nd, 2010 is the debut studio album from Nicki Minaj. The album was promoted with eight singles. There's eight singles on this record. Your Love, Check It Out, Right Through Me, Moment for Life, Super Bass, Did It On Em, Girls Fall Like Dominoes, and Fly. Did It On Em was a single? Yeah. <laughs> That's a wild single. Oh wow. Okay. But so two two of those actual singles are not on the track list that we covered because it wasn't the actual. Super bass wasn't on there. What was the other one that wasn't on there? Uh, I think Girls Fall Like Dominoes was not on there. That was on a deluxe okay. version. Gotcha. Which is wild because like I I partially remember like this record coming out and then like hearing about like an extended version coming out. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, like a ton of different versions of it coming out. And I was, maybe that was part of why I didn't want to fuck with it because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, how many fucking versions of this are we going to have? And it just got to be yeah. too hyped and too much. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to stay away. And and they wrote it like they did the fame, like Lady Gaga's The Fame had a shit ton of singles, and they wrote that, and then they put yeah. they put it out again as like as an extended deluxe as the Fame Monster, and right. you know what I mean? Yeah. They just they just kept riding it. They was I think it was that time is when executives were like, yeah, let's milk this thing, let's do all we yeah, can. Right. On this. Absolutely, right. So Pink Friday debuted on the Billboard 200 at number two, oh, selling 375,000 copies first week, making it the second highest sales debut for a female rapper since Lauren Hill. Holy cow. That's wild. That's crazy. And I just need to put in here, the album did eventually reach number one. I don't know if it was this yeah. version. I don't know if it was a different version, but it got there. I believe Actually, the thing keeping it out of that number one spot was the new taylor swift record (laughs) of course of course it was because taylor swift is just a monster yeah so moving on to other albums released november 2010 okay here we go let's see where i was at november 1st cradle of filth darkly darkly venus aversa (laughs) wow okay i don't think that's in the cradle of filth unless it was part of the 100 list yeah right Nicki Minaj, I don't, were, I don't think they yeah, were. I don't know if they were part of the hundred list. No. Yeah. And I don't know. I I loved Cradle of Filth, but I don't really have anything connected to any of those albums. Maybe I'll look. Mm-hmm. I'll look. Maybe I'll look. Who knows? November second, Nerd put out the record. Nothing. Okay. I like that. I don't know. I'm it. a fan. Of, it's one of the, it's one of the Nerd records I got into. I might own it on vinyl because I think Ooh, it was okay. cheap, and I picked it up. It might be that one. I think I that was what, later than any any RD that I listened to. I, yeah, I've never listened to a full record from them. Okay. Yeah. I remember, I think it was the first record they put out and whatever single it was, uh, Pharrell was skateboarding in like a high school gym or something like that. And I was like, that's fucking sick. That might've just been a commercial for ice cream shoes. <laughs> right. That It might've been that. I don't know, but uh <laughs> I never I never looked into them further than that one single, I think. Okay. Also November 2nd, Escape the Fates, self-titled Escape the Fate. Mm, Ronnie Radke. Yeah, this is before Ronnie Radke was Ronnie Radke. This is when he was the <laughs> singer of Escape the Fate. This was this he wasn't one, Ronnie Radke yet. Was it the one where it was like the lower half of the girl's face? No, it's all four of their faces like a queen cover. Okay, I don't know it then. All right. November 5th, CeeLo Green put out The Lady Killer. That was a huge record. If I, if <laughs> I I'm, I'm thinking it's that one. Lot. That was the one with Crazy on it, right? No, that's Gnarls Barkley. This is the one with Fuck You on it. Oh, that was, yeah. That's, okay, yeah, that's the track. I, I did, yeah. I loved that record. I picked that record up. I loved it. It was super good. I liked a lot of the, 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 the B-sides on that record. I like the hits mm-hmm. were whatever. Like I'll take them. I get why they're good, but I like some of the B sides on that record a lot. And, and it's yeah, something I the, shouldn't have liked at the time. I 100% agree. I think I hid that from people. 
because like i was like uh i'm not supposed to like this being the punk rock metal kid that i am but this yeah. this shit bangs like it's so good coming out on november 9th we have kid kid cuddy man on the moon 2 the legend of mr i don't know there was it was a it's a long yeah. title i like that one that's a good one that was uh I mean, that was his second record uh yeah, or at least I've second said, release that i got into i've said day and night that's i got it I, i'm good I'll take day and night and then you can have whatever else he did. <laughs> I don't care. I, man on the moon, man on the moon one is my favorite from him, but man on the moon two. Is and that's, that's too. what day and night's on. I think, right. Day and night's on man on the moon one. Yeah. So just give me day yeah, and that, night, the song you can have the rest of it. That whole record is fantastic. Well, that's why we're here. Cause we don't agree on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Coming out, coming out November 9th <laughs> under oath. The I, the O with the line through it, disambiguation. I don't know how to pronounce the O with I, the line through it. Yeah, I don't think I listened to that one. I did. Uh, it's definitely not major Under Oath, but it's the last mm. Under Oath album that I cared about at all, I think. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I think I just fucked with the, like their first two. And then after that, I was like, mm, I think I'm over it. November 9th, Oceano put out Contagion. I'm a big Oceano guy. Big deathcore pig squealing was that on the list good times or did i listen did i listen to one from them uh if you did it would be depths but i think okay. i may have said don't listen to depths because we may cover it at some point okay then maybe i, I haven't listened then i just yeah, i maybe, I, maybe not. the name the name was familiar to me and i don't know if i listened to it or not but probably not um would you be confusing the name of the band with uh, whatever that ISIS record was, Oceanic or something. Oh, Wasn't there maybe an ISIS I record called Oceanic, and that's what we covered. I don't something know. like that, yeah. Coming out November fifteenth, a day to remember. What separates me from you? What's that cover look like? Uh, it's like the hourglass. Oh, okay. Like yep. he's in the. He's, I listen to he's that like one. In the hourglass, the guy Good standing record. in the hourglass. Like yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like that band a lot, probably more than I should. Honestly, I think Homesick is really close to a ten. Vincent features on Homesick, I believe. Um, I like a lot of what they do. Mm -hmm. Much like some of those bands, I appreciate what they did for the genre because they spread it farther than all the bands I was listening to would have. Yeah, for but sure. But then they also had people... People were able to format judgments on heavy music that they've never heard before because of A Day to Remember, which kind of bummed me out. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> like I would be playing something incredibly heavy and somebody that only knows a day to remember would be like, oh, this isn't that good. And it's like, hold on. How how can you know that when the heavy thing you do is the breakdown in a day to remember? But they do breakdowns really, really well. They do. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I like I like a, a bunch of what they do, but yeah. I don't know if I can like co-sign the whole band as a whole. Yeah, I, I remember their last record they put out did zero for me. And it was like last year or the year before. And I was just like, Oh, this is not, this is not it. This isn't homesick. Get back to homesick because that <laughs> shit was fantastic. I love that record. Well, they're not homesick anymore. They're home. They don't have to tour. They're fucking millionaires. Yeah. Well then they need to go tour and get homesick again. <laughs> Coming out November 16th, Rihanna with loud. Yeah. The only thing from Rihanna I know is fly. <laughs> the song on the and you know umbrella <laughs> yeah that's right a and a, and probably a. ponder replay you've probably heard it was her first single and then oh, okay. there's another one there's a couple there's a couple more that you know that she was featured in probably a couple j tracks i'm sure you, you've heard those. yeah yeah on november 22nd considered by let's be honest a lot of people to be one of the greatest rap records of all time one of the greatest oh, hip-hop okay. records of all time my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Kanye. West. Oh, I can't, I, I can't with that. I can't. Yeah, I, I love the Ross track. Obviously. obviously, I love the Ross track. I, I held off listening to it for a long time because the hype was too big. And then by time yeah. I bought it, basically the moment I bought it, like it showed up at my door, and then Kanye started screaming on TV, "Wild shit!" Oh no! Oh no! I don't know. It might still be in its plastic. Like I've never even yeah. opened it because I right. can't separate that right now. Like maybe I'll have a time yeah. later when I could separate that, but the, I can't give it a fair listen. The problem is he doesn't give you time to try to separate it because he's always saying he's always spouting off some stupid shit. 
Because like and, I've I've wanted to go back and listen to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy because I'm like maybe I'm missing something. Maybe at the time when I listened to it, I just wasn't into it. Maybe my mind wasn't expanding enough to take in everything. So I'd like an interest in it, and then all of a sudden he spouts off some stupid shit about whatever at the time, and then starts a cult and like I'm just like nah, I can't I can't. And then it makes me wonder if I even like uh, college dropout that much because I'm not going back to listen to it right now. But I remember loving that record. I and by the way, this is also come from a guy that I get interested enough to listen to the new shit that he puts out. I listen to the Jesus is King record. I listen to Donda. I listen to the Donda Deluxe. I listen to. Oh, I don't know if I listened to Donda 2 because it might not have ever been officially released, but I think I may have found it and didn't, listened to Donda didn't 2. Didn't you need to get that stem player to in order to listen to Donda 2? <laughs> I kind of want a stem player, but yeah, I think I heard it somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of a different Donda version. I think I, I, but... I think I listened to Donda and just wasn't impressed. Yeah, I, I listened to it and like I can see the artistry of it. I can get that. Mm. I can see what he's even if he's not successfully doing what he's trying to do. Okay. Like, yeah. And I'm glad he's doing what he wants to do, but it just, I don't know. Not for, not for me. I think, I think people's reaction to it also hamper my opinions because people go nuts. Like, Oh, he's a genius. And it's like, he might be a genius. I think he might be, he might be a musical genius, but I don't hear it in this. Yeah. I'm, I'm (laughs) not feeling it. And then he says some stupid shit. And I'm just out of it. Yeah. Also on November 22nd, My Chemical Romance put out Danger Days, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Dude, I didn't like it. I did. You did? It was it was oh. super poppy. I loved it. It was I super loved it. poppy. Loved it as strong. Loved it as strong. I liked it quite a bit. Mm. Coming off the Black Parade. That's why I liked it. That, because it, it was wasn't so... At that point, I was still anti-Black Parade. So when they put oh, okay. something out that was so different than Black Parade and kind of so still different. ripped, I yeah. liked it. I liked it a bit. I liked it quite a bit. And I think that's around the time that he was writing those comics for DC. The Killjoys. The young... he... Well, no, he did that well, Killjoys also... comic. But then he was also in charge of DC's, that offshoot label they did, that Young Animal, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he was writing some of those books, and I was just I was just in the zone with him at that point. I was like, "Yeah, keep yeah. coming, man. I like all this." Yeah. And then the final one I have for November 2010, November 30th, Soldier Boy put out the DeAndre Way. Nope, I wasn't there. Last one by him that I kind of got into. I've been a Soldier Boy boy from way <laughs> <laughs> like Crank That. I was in, and yeah. from Crank That. I followed him through into this record. It was a little more mature, but then there were some songs on it that were hits. Like there were some hits mm-hmm. on it. I want to say kiss me through the phones on this one, but I could be wrong. I have no idea. Oh no, not, not um, kiss me through the phone. Pretty boy swag was on here. This right here is my a pretty boy swag. Oh, pretty boy swag. Oh, and yes, that was right around the time when the word swag was dying. So that was rough. Yeah. It was a little rough. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely <laughs> sounds like, like something I wasn't into at all. And then he also has a track on that record called Speakers Going Hammer. And I think I had just bought a system or had just installed a system into my car. <laughs> so the the song Speakers Going Hammer, Blammer, Blammer, Blammer was fucking awesome. And I love it. Wow. That. Okay. So that's it for records of November 2010. Let's move on to the charts. Yeah. Let, let's do first? that. Hot 100 or 200? Let's do the Hot 100, because I'll most likely be out of those. Yeah. Yeah. Not being a singles yeah. guy. It's Yeah. <laughs> Billboard Hot 100, week of November 20th, 2010. At number five, friend of the show, Kesha. Hey. Before you were into her, we are who we are. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> At number four, the aforementioned Rihanna, with only girl, parenthetically, in the world. I don't know that one, I don't think. At number three, your friend. Oh, my friend. Bruno Mars. Hey. Just the way you are. I do love that song. <laughs> I do. I do. It's it's super sappy, poppy shit, and I love it. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say it anymore. It definitely is that, and I'm proud of you for saying it. Yeah. 
at, at number two, and I would not have been able to pull who this was, but I know this track absolutely. Oh. I know this track like a G6. Do you remember that track? Oh, I slightly remember it. Fly could like you a pull, G6. Could you pull who this was? Not, no, not for a million dollars. It is the Far East Movement featuring Cataracts and Dev. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Couldn't pull that no. at all. No. Yeah. And then the number one track on the Billboard Hot 100 week of November 20th, 2010 is What's My Name? Rihanna featuring Drake. Hey, there you go. I don't know that one either, I don't think. Yeah, I got one that you do know here. Number seven. Just missed our top five. Raise okay. Your Glass by Pink. Hey, there she is. Love it. That's a great. That's a great track. One for me, basically, that I had to throw on here. And he was already mentioned. We have No Hands by Waka Flocka featuring Roscoe Dash and Wale. May have been his okay. biggest hit. May have All been right. his biggest hit. At number 29, just so we both can get a feel of where we are musically, because man, okay. do we remember, man, do we remember this song? Black and Yellow, Wiz Khalifa. Oh, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely remember that song. And then the longest track on the Hot 100 at number 47 still, 30 weeks in. So we're getting towards a year. We're getting towards a yeah. year for this one. Airplanes, B.O.B. featuring Haley Williams. Yes, Haley Williams. Yeah, I wow. really dig that track. I was super into B.O.B. at the time. Yeah, that was, Which is a that, wild that was a statement. solid track. Don't know, if I've, don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that statement. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> that that's one of those things that like I kept hidden at the time. Okay. But that okay. I'm trying to remember that the name of that record. Yeah. Uh, tell you. Something with clouds or something like that. But I really liked that record. I really fucked with that record. Just wild that Haley Williams. I like to be OB a lot. Is the feature on that. That is really, it is really crazy, but man, does she kill that song? She does. Agreed. Yep. Moving on to the billboard 200 at number Here five. I am not a human being. Lil Wayne. Oh, Wayne. All right. Yeah, this is a this is that that's a bit of a dip in his uh yeah. catalog, I think. It's not the yeah. rock record, but it's a no. bit of a dip, I think. I I always thought that was more of a mixtape than it was an actual record. Sometimes the line for Wayne is a little blurry. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, for sure. you don't really know. <laughs> yeah. And that was what like I I messed with that record. I liked I think I liked it a lot, but it was Right around the time, like you said, like then he put out that rock record kind of really close after that, I think. And I, think so. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe I don't like Wayne that much. <laughs> At number four, Merry Christmas, Roman numerals two, you by Mariah Carey. Okay. Yep, we're in that couldn't tell you. In that realm of it's November. Yep, it's November. It's so November. The, the Christmas records are coming out. At number three, The Incredible Machine by Sugarland. Uh, nope. Pop country stuff. Pop country yep. stuff. Right. At number two, My Kind of Party, Jason Aldean. More country I stuff. I think I listened to that, actually. That was before Jason Aldean really let it known that he's a piece of shit. Well, um, didn't he blow up with Big Green Tractor? Wasn't that the big yeah, track? That wasn't on I, this record. That was prior. I was going to say, I don't know if it was on that one, but I think I listened to the big green tractor one, and then went on to listen to this one. Okay. And I think I was trying to get into country at the time. And this was, this wasn't it. When you should have just went back and listened to Alan Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That That's and 100% then, true. Number one on the billboard charts. Speak now by Taylor Swift. And I think it was the second week that this was on the charts. So that's why okay. it kept Nikki out when Nikki eventually made it onto these charts. Again, Came up, I don't understand yeah. how these charts work. And just quickly, the longest on these charts. Here we at go. Number 66 still. Wow. 211 weeks. Holy shit. Self-titled Taylor Swift. Oh, of course. Her debut record. 211 weeks. Still God in the charts. damn. With the she's release a, of her third, fourth? Yeah, third? she's a monster, man. <laughs> it's, that's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So then here we are, Scott. We've reached it. I hope I filled enough of this episode with <laughs> notes. So then once you start talking, I can cut out most of the bad things. And we could just go right into the what we're doing next week and our records of the week. Sure. <laughs> we have 
Pink Friday, Nicki Minaj. Yep. The track list we did, 13 tracks, 50 minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah. So let's start off with I'm the best. I'm the best. At first, I thought I downloaded the wrong record, the way this song starts off. just I wasn't thinking this record was going to start off with this track. I didn't know Nikki was part of Young Money until she okay. said it. Also, is that her singing the hook? I believe so. I think so. Uh, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that like uh, singing voice coming from her. Because all I've ever heard is Nikki is a great rapper. Mm-hmm. So I never thought she would sing. I also did not expect this kind of introspective type of track from Nikki. Okay. Uh, so you were you were on board with that Washington Post. Be like, I'm just here for some skank. That's all I'm going to hear is some skank. <laughs> That's all I thought I was getting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's really impressive. Uh, Brooklyn to Dallas and then on to Buckingham Palace is a crazy itinerary too. But uh, yeah, I, I was surprised by okay. by this track very surprised. the one thing that while listening to this that i thought okay if he can get past the he's never really been into female rappers he's never really gotten nope. down with them um the only other thing i thought is like even if you get past that can you get past the way that she raps the same word sometimes because I think she does do it in a way that is artistic. It's not just a lazy rapping the same mm-hmm. word with the same word. But I, right. I was thinking you might not hear that. You might just hear that word and latch onto it and be like, I don't like that. I don't like that. But if there are tracks, we'll if, get to that. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I never even noticed it. Okay. That's wild. That means she's doing it well enough then. Because there's there's quite a few times where she does it. Where I was like, ooh, I that's, wonder if he's going to hear that one. It's kind of a kind of a hint of how I felt about this record, I suppose. Okay. okay. If I didn't well, notice the before. shitty things that I usually yeah. notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, agreed. Speaking of shitty things, yeah. let's move on to track two. Roman's oh. Revenge featuring yeah. Eminem. And now, now I want to preface this, this track and maybe this will change how you talk about it a little bit. Okay. Nikki has been known and she's come out since then to say that she has an alter ego. Roman, uh, Roman, Ro- I, I caught up. that later on. Yeah. Yeah. Her alter ego is Roman Zelansky. Yeah. So essentially this is Roman Zelansky rapping with Eminem's alter ego, Slim Shady. This isn't Eminem technically, I guess. Right now. How yeah. much, how much leeway you give him with that? We'll see, but let's talk about Roman's revenge featuring Eminem. First thing I put is like a dungeon dragon, huh? That that's <laughs> funny to me because I'm into Dungeons and Dragons, super nerd. Um, mm. But then uh, you told me to listen to this without looking at the track listing, so I didn't know the features that were coming up. Yes, and so the the Eminem feature surprised the shit out of me. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> Not his best work ever. I wasn't a huge fan. Nikki doing the voice changing makes me cringe a little bit. But it's also kind of funny and impressive mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then Eminem comes on for a second verse, which is extremely rare as a feature for Eminem to do. Usually he just does one verse, but it's like super long because he mm-hmm. has to prove something to everybody. Uh, but a second verse was <laughs> really surprising, uh, really wild. The English accent at the end is just so unnecessary and weird. Uh, that is the, that, that is was, her alter ego. Yeah, that it was it was so strange. I was just like, "What the fuck is going on with this track?" Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 there, I guess. So while we're on this track, though, I yeah, I, I I just need to bring the magnifying glass out, and we need to look at some of these Eminem lines because I am sick Let's of everybody not, saying this. They dude. were not good. I'm sick. I'm sick of everybody saying this dude has nothing but gold lines, even on shit songs. And I think this is a good song. No, that's not true. But this track starts off with, I ain't into S&M, but my whip's off the chain. I think that's a good line. I think that's a good line. line. I like that. Yeah. But then we move on. And yes, it's Slim slim Shady, but man, it's weird having such an anti-woman verse on this Nicki Minaj track. Yeah, it so doesn't fit 
on this record. Yeah. And let's also talk about, he said, I'll swear to God, I'll piss a happy meal off. Really? What? Really? Yeah. I, I don't know, dude. Who everybody calls one of the greatest lyricists of all time. And I'm not saying he hasn't had amazing stuff. I respect him. I don't like Eminem, but I respect Eminem. But yeah. what are we doing? I don't piss, know. Okay, and, hold on. Set up a camera, piss twice on her. Look, two peas in a tripod? That's one yeah. of the worst lines I've ever heard. Ever. I hate it. Yeah, I hate ever. it. Ever. And that piss a Happy Meal off thing, he's used that in his own track before. Like, that's that's not it's a bad. unique line. Yeah. So he's, he's used it twice, bad. at least. It's I don't know if it's he not. used it. I don't know if it, this was the first time he used it and then used it in another track. I don't know the timeline as far as yeah. his Happy Meal lines, uh, yeah. but it, I didn't like it either time. And then he opens up his second verse with the hard F slur, which I did not like that. Yeah, I know. Uh, even though I guess it, it is Slim Shady. That's and a then Slim he also, Shady thing. He also rhymed it with magnets, which he pronounced wrong to make the rhyme work. He does that a lot. Yeah. I don't like that. So um, yeah. I'm glad we showed Eminem a little bit here today because that's what I was here to do. Um, let's move on. Okay, now while we're on this track, you listened to the one that had the Lil Wayne feature. I did it with the Lil Wayne feature, and I I definitely preferred that one. Definitely preferred that one. Once I thought about how, okay, if it's Nikki's alter ego and Slim Shady, it makes more sense for the record, I guess. Yeah. Because Lil Wayne's just being Lil Wayne. I mean, his yeah, alter ego he is that he's Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah i mean that he has no alter ego he's just himself yeah so yeah i get that like i prefer I the like other Wayne's one first though yeah i prefer the other one too i prefer that one much more so let's move on to track three yep. did it on him which you were surprised was a single <laughs> yeah uh put your number twos if the air if you did it on him, that that's fucking hilarious Nikki is wild talking about having a dick and pissing on someone then saying la 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 let me shake it off uh, that was yeah. just like the visual of her like <laughs> holding her tool and mm-hmm. saying look while she shaking that was it's funny it's a <laughs> wild visual that was in my head um some of these lines don't punch as hard as i think she thinks they do on this track mm-hmm. also do do we know the hype man that's in the background of this one um, well, I know that the producer's Bangladesh. So maybe and there are it. two other writers credited, but it's a Bangladesh is the producer. So maybe he's also okay. Yelling. Who knows? The voice just kind of like struck me as something, somebody that I've heard before, but I couldn't place it. Okay. And then there was no feature on it. So I didn't know. I didn't know who it was, but it sounded familiar to me. But yeah, this being a single is kind of funny. And yeah. you know I am not a fan of scatological anything really. Like I don't like the yeah. I don't like talking about it. I don't like it. Nope. But for some reason it works in such a way where I don't picture that as this. I picture it as the pure slang. I shit it on them. Like I I I yeah. them down. Like they're, they're nothing yeah. to me. I didn't I didn't take it as actual fecal things happen. Oh, which until helped. she said, helped. "Put your number twos in the air." And I, but then then it's just like a turn and it's just funny to me. I still didn't see any poop. I didn't see any poop. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to track four right through me i said for real if this is nikki singing at the top of this track she's amazing uh this is wildly it. unexpected and super pleasant and surprisingly vulnerable i'm speechless about this track i'm in awe okay that's awesome there's also one of the writers on this track is a jay satriani joe it just says jay and there's no like link to another wikipedia but that is my that was my first thought when I saw it. Wow. And that is wild. I don't maybe it's a sample. It could be. But yeah, that, that that's my guess. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's super crazy. She she knew Coldplay got in all that trouble when they stole his song. <laughs> yes. So she's like, yes. oh, let me put him as a writer on this one, because I'm not fucking with that. I'm 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 super glad you liked right through me because I thought that that track is phenomenal if you if you disliked even off even off top like as soon as like if you mm-hmm. disliked her rapping and you disliked yeah. the pop stuff you would have had a horrible time so i'm glad you at least yeah. had that 
pop you like the pop stuff at first anyway just because so i'm, I'm yeah. a fan we're, we're already we're already winning so far yeah moving on to track five fly featuring rihanna i appreciate that rihanna's featured on this but honestly i don't think nikki needed it because you've liked how nikki's been singing also dude her 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 singing vocal is beyond surprising like but that I, that name will also like that's why it was a hit because Rihanna's oh, on it and Rihanna has yeah. the voice. That's what I'm saying. Like I appreciate that she was on it to like draw mm-hmm. attention to it or whatever. But yeah. as far as vocal performance, Nikki didn't need Rihanna to sing on it. Like really, Rihanna's just there for the for the name. Mm-hmm. It, in my opinion, I'm, I'm not saying Rihanna has a bad voice. I'm not saying like I I like Rihanna's voice on this track. I think it's great. Yeah. But as far as vocals go, Nikki's singing voice is on par, if not better than Rihanna's singing voice, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of processing and help with Nikki's voice. I'm not saying she has a bad voice, but I'm saying that they know exactly how to clean up her voice. I guess we sure. But after what she did with Right Through Me. Agreed. Her her vocal performance is phenomenal. Um, yeah. I wrote, bro, for real, this is nothing like what I expected at all. These album like cuts, because I didn't know it was a single, uh, yeah. <laughs> are proving something to me. Like, okay. Yeah. Did it, I, okay. I, I didn't know any of the singles off this. Like I said, the only thing yeah. I knew that she came out with was Super Bass, and it wasn't on here until I went mm-hmm. further on it to listen to the deluxe version. So I didn't know which ones were singles, which ones weren't. And yeah. it's it surprising the shit out of me. Okay. I like where we're at so far. I want to, we need to keep this going. Let's <laughs> move on to track six. Save me, man. I completely mischaracterized Nikki. My opinion on her has done a complete 180. <laughs> this is wild. I feel like I've never been more wrong on an opinion before. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love oh man, I'm so <laughs> and and it's not just because I have wanted to rub your face in things. Like I like this is one of hey, those hey. where I ha- I would want to just like you, re- you, you don't just smell it. Smell look what you did. Look what you did. Like a bad no, puppy. For real. And to hear yeah. hear you admit <laughs> it without me even pressing you too much on it is is awesome no. for me. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you don't need to press me on it at all. I love this whole record. Like when it came out, I was okay. into this whole record. Moving on to track seven, and if I'm being honest, the main one. I, I mean, I wanted you to be surprised by Eminem. I wanted you to be surprised by another mm-hmm. feature, but I didn't want you to go into this track with an opinion right off the bat because I know what could have for happened. Sure. So let's go into yeah. track seven, "Moment for Life," featuring Aubrey Graham himself, Drake. Who knew? Uh, now <laughs> I've never felt so wrong. Not about Drake, though. Uh, this is wild. Wait, this is Drake? He has a slight Wayne tone in his voice in the beginning. So I kind of thought it was... a big Wayne tone. I thought it was when Wayne. When he started? Yeah, when yeah. he started, he you could tell that... I, I don't even mean to start on the song. I mean, when he started rapping, it was oh, so similar to Wayne. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I for real thought it was Wayne. Um, mm-hmm. Drake isn't terrible. He can rap. I like Nikki on this track more, though. I really like mm-hmm. her singing voice a lot, and I can't help but wonder who wrote Drake's verse. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't argue that. I got, I got nothing, nothing on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, he can rap. There's been too much talk about ha- him having ghostwriters that I can't not think that he Man, performed it know. well. Whoever wrote it, he yeah. performed it well. <laughs> hey, yeah, he did all right. Moving on to track eight. Did you? This wasn't on Amazon yes. for some reason, but I'm guessing you got around. It was on it for me. It. Oh, okay, check it out with Will I Am. Yeah, uh, I got the Will I Am track here. I think we're skipping this. I'm not sure if this track is on the physical copy. I would want to scratch this shit off. I'm not a fan. Will I Am just needs to stop. Please, man. If there is one track on this whole record that screams like 2010. Like this quote, it's like this futuristic hip hop. It's that. Yeah, I and, and I'm not about it. Like I can't stand. Well, I am. I don't think I hated it in 2010. Yeah. I don't think I hated it in 2010. But man, did it not age well. 
<laughs> no, it's it's hands down the worst track on this record. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. Like I I really I can't fuck with it at all. Yeah. I ended uh, up makes like me- I ended up skipping it. <laughs> fair. Completely fair. Because Nikki Nikki is more like a feature on this track than than the main artist on it. Will I am just took over completely. Um It and- feels like a Will I am track featuring Nikki. 100% it does. And I, man, mm-hmm. I'm not about it. And the record as a whole is much better if you skip it. Agreed. Yeah, I'll agree yeah. to that. Moving on to track nine, Blazing, featuring aforementioned, yay, Kanye West. Yeah. God damn, Nikki went off at the beginning of this track. She killed it. That that heroin bar was pretty sick. I liked it. She is really amazing. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about Kanye anymore, but this feature <laughs> yeah. was pretty good. Uh, I yeah. still can't get over her singing voice. Just wow. This is this is the time where Kanye was really doing things with people that I really love to begin with. Like, yes, College okay. Dropout, some of those tracks got to me. I liked them. I liked that record. I liked some other things here and there, but I was never a huge Kanye guy. But when he was started mm-hmm. in this run, when he's doing features with Nicki, with Ross, with Jay-Z on some of those big tracks, I loved, with Jeezy, I loved all of those features. He was really yeah. killing his feature game at this time. Moving on, track 10, Here I Am. Am I supposed to know this other female vocalist? Um, I think I, it's Esther Dean, so I'm going to say okay. no. But because right, she's also say, not I, a feature on it. Yeah, yeah. I said I don't think I do. Um, man, I was so, so, so wrong about Nikki. Her subject matter is much deeper than I thought it would be. Her bars go hard when she wants them to. And that singing voice is phenomenal. I can't reiterate it enough. She's, she's... She's the best bitch doing it. And she'll tell you. About it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm glad you got there before this track. Because I thought, if anything, maybe 11 could grab you. Because, like, Dear Old okay. Nikki is a very introspective track. I'm oh, glad yeah, she hit is. you with some stuff. I'm glad she caught you with some of that, some of that stuff earlier. But I thought if all that would have yeah. missed, maybe by track 11, before your second listen through, you could have been like, <laughs> oh, all right. But so here we are, yeah. track 11, Dear Old Nikki. This track is clever as fuck. Man, I was so wrong in what I expected. Seems like I was expecting old Nikki and got this older Nikki. Good, good <laughs> stuff. Holy shit. The techno shit isn't even really bothering me. This wild. is great. It's it's great. That's wild. That's wild that yeah. you said the, the phrase, the techno shit didn't even bother me. I know. I, that's what I was saying. Like, so like there's so much stuff going on in this record that normally would bug the fuck out of me, but Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice it. And it's, it's, it just goes to show how much I liked this record, I guess. That's wild. I'm I'm, I'm not, I don't want to dig into it. Let's move on to track 12. (laughs) Your love. Uh, the sample makes me laugh. This is not a bad track by any means, but it feels a little bit like filler to me, but it's still really enjoyable. She didn't need the effects that were on her vocals. I think I may have thought of it as filler because I never was a fan of that original tracks like the sample was taken from, but I like it for what it is, but it's not as impressive as some of the other stuff that's on the record. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Which is, which is wild because it, it is a good track. And on any other record, I would probably really like it. But on this record, like, it just feels like extra to me. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Some Sometimes you want the sprinkles. Sometimes you want to leave them off. You know, you just want the cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Man, I, I struggled for that one. I really reached for that one. <laughs> and now the closer. Uh, Last Chance featuring Natasha Bedingfield, which is... Nikki has said an influence of hers. She has said Natasha Bedingfield is an influence of hers. So to have her on this, her debut record feels awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Love the guitar. Natural badass NBA. I loved that. Without looking at who it is, I'm not sure who this feature is. More wild voices from Nikki. I don't really mind them sprinkled in here and there. And then, oh, it's Natasha Bedingfield. Okay, I hear it. Not bad. Completely unexpected. And then I said, wait. That's it. Oh man, I thought there was going to be more. I'm gonna run it back right now. Wow. So after 50 minutes, and then I ran it back. I went back and re-listened to it, and then after that, 
I said, wait, I'm going on to the deluxe now. I ran it back twice completely with the deluxe added on the third time through. So do you just want to talk, you want to talk about super bass real quick? Do you just want to say how you felt about super bass? Uh, I, I didn't remember it at all. It must've been like, I just remember hearing about it, but yeah. You remember uh, me rapping it last week a little bit? Slightly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think drop, check it out, put super bass on. Yeah, absolutely. Switch out Roman's revenge with Eminem and put the Lil Wayne Wayne feature on it. Mm -hmm. And this would be a perfect record. Wow. Perfect's crazy. Perfect's a crazy. One hundred percent. It would have been a ten. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Uh, all right. What are your top three then? I don't have a top three. I just have a bottom two. Okay. Which is for real. Check it out and Roman's Revenge. Yep. Drop any wow. other song on this record could be in my top three. I for real, oh, man. <laughs> I love. Th- there's. I love. I, this could have went. I was so gonna, bad. This- I was going to try to come in on this like you did with my Glorious Sons record (laughs) and like just shit on every track and like come through with a throne at the end. But I can't. I I couldn't come up with reasons to be down on any song. Yeah, the Glorious Sons one wasn't intentional because I still don't know what about it I love. But right. I do like, like yeah. I could literally tell you the things I don't like, but I don't know the things yeah. that I like. I don't know why it grabs me the way it did, but you can yeah. voice why this grabbed you. So that's why you couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't trade. I couldn't trick you on this one. I literally love every single song on this thing, except for those two. It's undeniable. It's undeniable record. Right. Just so we're clear, blink twice if there's a bunch of barbs off camera that are like holding <laughs> it down to your head. I'm just, I'm just a little Absolutely concerned. None. <laughs> Absolutely okay. none. Okay. This thing surprised the shit out of me. And I let me tell you, I went looking to purchase this the yeah. day I listened to it. Okay. But wow. I've only been able to find a double LP 10-inch release of it. That's weird. I there's no 12 inch. Uh there there is. I own it. Do you? Because I, I have not been able to find it. I think it was a ugh, it might have been a record store day drop or a Black Friday drop somewhere. Okay. Um I'll 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 send you a link cuz I've even seen it recently and I was like, "Oh, I already own that." So, I'll send you a link. I couldn't pull the trigger on on the 10 getting a, a double 10 inch like it just yeah, didn't make sense to me that um yeah i really don't want that i was i actually i almost pulled the trigger on it to have it here and be like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this double 10 inch uh, <laughs> but i like i couldn't get past it but like if 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 you have a link to a 12 inch one of it please let me I'm know i'm sure i can i'm sure i do i'm sure i do i could, I could send it your way i'm all over it um, so if I had to have top three, I'm the best, I think, is a great opener for this record. I, love, I think it sets it sets the pace. It. it sets like where we're at. Yeah. Um, Moment for Life. I think I think it's great. I think it's a great song. It is. And then probably, probably Blazing. Some of the tracks that brought me into this record yeah. are the ones with these features of people who I already knew. Like, yes, I knew Nikki from the Beam Me Up Scotty tape. Right. I knew her from the Young Money thing, but what was what got me into the record itself because i mean you got to think of 2010 i am 20 so yeah. i am still super metal head not quite comfortable with what i'm listening to musically all the time because i don't want people to know oh, i need sure. to keep this keep this facade up and then you see the cover of this yeah. which is pink it's called pink friday her name's nikki minaj yeah. you had the same idea that i did probably at the time and the idea that the washington post is saying that she's just this skank rapper and adds some dirt yeah. to people's track like, that, and you. that's what I thought I was getting. Yeah, fuck off. Especially with like, I don't want to generalize with female rappers right now, but like, yeah. when you hear tracks like WAP coming out and and that kind of, uh, that kind of female rapping, I am not down with that at all. Like that's that's not what I'm here for, right? But that's, and I that's thought, more because you're uncomfortable with anything sexual or yeah. romantic, right. <laughs> dirty romantic. 
<laughs> right. And but that's what I thought Nikki was all about. So yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna enjoy this at all. But then you don't get mm-hmm. any of that on this record. No. None. Yeah, the most is pulling and off, instead pulling you off get my this... dick and pissing on him. Right. And she obviously <laughs> doesn't have a dick. But like you get this vulnerable, introspective, amazing singing voice, and then you get this crazy rapping like these bars she had with Kanye on that track were insane and it like completely blew me away completely blew me away yeah I can't remember what song it was but she did mention Yankee Stadium with Jay and Kanye she is the first solo female artist to perform at Yankee Stadium she performed with them and she was the first solo female artist to perform at Yankee Stadium that's fucking crazy I didn't Um, didn't know that that was I thought she was just shouting that out like it was something she wanted to do or something but the fact that she she did did it yeah that's nuts yeah, there was a track that she did. I think it's called Monster. I think it was Jay Kanye. There might be a, somebody else on it, but the like everybody heralded her verse and they said she is on this track with these sharks and she has the greatest verse on it. And that's oh, wow. what really like that's what really put her into that stratosphere. I think I remember that track. You might. Yeah, there was like four. There were four artists on it. Mm hmm. Shit, I can't remember the fourth one, but I think I do remember that. Oh, it's the it's it is the Kanye West song, and it's it's from Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. Oh, that's never mind. I'm an idiot. That's the one. That's Jay Z, Rick Ross, and Nicki Minaj, and Kanye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why I forgot he was on Monster though. Man, do I love Rick mm. Ross? All right. So I guess I got to ask you a question, Scott. Nicki Minaj, Pink Friday, yeah. Throne, Own, Phone, or Grown. I don't really think you needed to ask me the question. After it's a throne, dog. <laughs> throne. Yeah, yeah. Nikki's on the throne. Hey, yeah. she is the queen. Queen B. She, she is the queen. Is. Well, I, I, well, no, Queen B isn't that Beyonce? Yeah, but I think Nikki's also called herself the Queen B. Well, she is. I'm, as I mentioned before, she's the best bitch doing it uh, because she mentioned it. I'm in, Doing it, doing it, doing it. I'm the best bitch doing it, doing it. Good shit, man. This could have went so sideways. And as of now, we are, what? I I brought you four or five female artists that could have went sideways. And I think only one of them might have went semi-sideways. Yeah, it was just Lady Gaga that I didn't really mess with so liked, And that was because it was super, super dancey, but I liked the hits, yeah. Like Janelle um, Monet was a go, Casey Musgraves yeah. was a go, Kesha was a go, now Nikki's a go. Man. Yeah. I'm yeah. just I'm looking I'm, forward to your text message later that says the barbs left. I fucking hated this record. No, not a chance. <laughs> I was scared. actually in my notes, I was it says, uh, am I able to be a barb after just listening to one record? With your opinion? Yeah. If you love it, yeah, you're allowed to be a barb now. I I, I mean, I don't have it. this day. To make people barbs, but right. I think you're allowed to be a barb. I need, I need to get in I touch with the Barb Nation and see if I can submit my application. Yeah. Uh, you need to apologize for the years of assumptions that you the, were making. Exactly. <laughs> I And I do apologize. Man, it is... I didn't know if I should go on to listen to more of her stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The furthest I wanted to... Like, I, I do... I plan on listening to more stuff like next week. Look forward to that as my record of the week next week. Um, okay. But uh, I wanted to just stop at the deluxe mm-hmm. just because I didn't want my opinion to possibly change. If there's more different stuff out there that, that I go on to listen to. Some, I want. I mean, Anaconda is a pretty sexual song. That's going to make you uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this record as a whole like I said, mm-hmm. drop those two tracks, replace them with two that are on the deluxe, and it's a perfect record. Th- this thing is, yeah, it's bulletproof. Uh, and I, I didn't have I didn't have this written down, but I just see it. Um, just a couple notes here on the Wikipedia page that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Elish Gilligan of Junkie wrote in 2021 that quote the influence of Pink Friday in pop, rap, and even hyper pop is undeniable. Uh, Billboard credited Pink Friday with helping Minaj reintroduce female rap into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Nick Soulsby of Pop Matters wrote that, quote, we're witnessing an avalanche of female rappers rising to the top and that we're living in a house that Minaj built. 
and recognition that she is the finest rapper of the past decade is overdue. She she's amazing. <laughs> this record is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, you did have two weeks to listen to this, but what is yeah. you have a record of the week? I do. Uh, my record of the week, uh, Wayfarer, American Gothic. Uh, it's a new er okay. record. Uh, came out this year, but the mix of like country and black metal surprised the shit out of me. And I absolutely loved it. Like it's, it's fantastic. I really, really like that record a lot. All right. My record of the week will be, uh, all right, let's go this weird one. Phantom of the Rapper by Bushwick Bill. By Bushwick Bill. It was, uh, I, as you know, I'm still listening through. So that means I'm almost done with beasts on rappers. I guess if I'm on Bushwick yeah. Bill, but right. I liked it. It was gritty. It was it was Bushwick Bill. I mean, if you're yeah, he's he's Ghetto Boys, right? He's part of the Ghetto mm-hmm. Boys. Yep. Yeah. If you're a, I mean, it still sounds like Bushwick Bill. So yeah, you, know, you kind of know what you're getting. But there is also yeah. a little sinister of it. Like it opens up with a Phantom of the Opera kind of like homage thing. It's yeah, it's great. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed. it. So all that's left, Scott. Um, well, actually, no. You're not giving me a record. It's draft week next week. Yeah. So it's next Christmas week song will draft be week. Christmas song drafts. Christmas song draft week. Christmas draft songs. Christmas. I'm stuck. Um, no, no you've two. had it. Christmas song <laughs> it'll draft be, week. Yeah, part two. It'll be part two of Christmas songs. And our rules are we can't draft anything that was already drafted, obviously, in our first week. Yep. And right. our first year. And then are we also cutting off the artists? Like we can't take anything from those artists or just we can't take no, that no, no, song by a song. different artist? Just the song. So like, so even like if once the song's taken, the song's gone. Yeah. Even if multiple artists did it. So like say Jingle Bells, yeah. you pick Jingle Bells, any version of that song, I can't grab. Okay. So you have every version of Jingle Bells. And I could still come on and draft five Casey Musgrave songs if I want to. Yep, you sure can. As okay. long as they're different I, tracks. I just, yep, just wanted to clear it up. Just, just wanted to, <laughs> not, not saying that's going to happen. Just wanted to clear that up. Yep. So Christmas songs draft next week. Yeah. Scott, I'm glad you like this record. I'm I loved very it. happy. Yeah. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Always. Follow us on Twitter or X at a whale pod. Follow us on Instagram at a whale pod. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Scott, thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you, brother. Listeners, listen to something new. Listen to something you love. Always homework. Are you listening? Are you listening? But I mean, Ryan's been hard. She has that song with uh, ODB. Uh, I'm not supposed to like this, being the punk rock metal kid that I am. But this this shit bangs. Like it's so good. Can we talk about why Robin Thicke has a song called "Shaking It for Daddy"? Deathcore, pig squealing, good times. I've been a soldier boy boy from way back. I mean, I still didn't see any poop. I didn't see any poop in this. I feel like I've never been more wrong on an opinion before. Am I able to be a barb after just listening to one record? I'm just here for some skank. That's all I'm going to hear is some skank. She's the best bitch doing it. I was super into B.O.B. at the time.